Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 352. I am your host, Florence Zion, and I'm joined here by your other host, Andy Anako. Hello, hey, Andy. Flo. How's your Wednesday doing? How is your Wednesday? It was as good as my Wednesday and my Tuesday. Boy, what a great Tuesday and Wednesday I had. Let's talk no more about my Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we did not take advantage of Whopper Wednesdays. <laughs> which I get pinged every single Wednesday by the Burger King app to remind me that not only can I get a regular Whopper for you know a discounted price on this Whopper Wednesday, but I could also get an Impossible Whopper. Yeah, see that I I, I don't put on airs. I don't I don't have notions about myself. But there was a time when like bef- before throwing out like the weekly pile of like you know mailers that you get in your mailbox i would pluck out like the burger king or the wendy's like pull in and say "Ooh, free like get a meal deal for five dollars Ooh, great I'm- you don't have to do that anymore you just install an app and you know you could use android 13 developer preview two's new feature <laughs> which lets you snooze the notifications completely upon installing or you can allow the notifications to ping you especially oh my yeah. god the best part andy is when I drive by the fast food restaurant <laughs> with which I have the corresponding app installed on my phone and it knows that I just drove by it because I'm showing my location and then it goes, yeah. would you like a Frosty today from McDonald's? And yeah, I'm like, see, would I, I ever? I, 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 this is an area <laughs> in which like, I, I know... Uh, I think it says something about me that I'm not necessarily proud of. Actually, definitely not proud of, but I def- I might be ashamed of. It's the fact that I'm fine with like going to McDonald's. I'm fine with eating at Burger King. There's something about going in there and like asking, for, showing, using a coupon for a dollar forty off of like a seven dollar meal. That I don't know. I, I don't know why that makes me feel a little bit ootsy. Which is why you do it with the app, and then yeah. you order through drive through. <laughs> But Listen, it has yeah. oh, this this pandemic has made me just lean into the ridiculous capitalistic things that bring me a slight tinge of joy, even though they're absolutely <laughs> like terrible for you. And that includes yeah, no, exactly. it also includes Starbucks cake pops, by the way, which are just <laughs> unparalleled on this universe. Yeah. <laughs> No, see, I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm with you on that. Again, this is I did not have the I did not give myself license to have a, a large pizza every single Friday until until the That's lockdown. True. That's so, but, true. So, and, and I'm trying to wean myself off of that because okay, I know, now I'm trying to, get, to wean you know, myself off cake pops. But, <laughs> but the one thing, but the one thing, like since you since you brought up like McDonald's and Burger King, now the only the only convenient place for me to get 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 McDonald's was at South Station like the big train station at uh, right. in, in Boston and so every time I'd go into town usually like every Friday like if like I was going if I was going home like uh, in the uh, right before dinner maybe I would buy myself a, a big Mac value meal there because I what if my 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 policy has always been that if I have not had McDonald's in like three or four weeks it's the most delicious thing in the world if you haven't had it in so a week true. you feel you feel like oh what am so i doing true. myself but if you haven't had it for a month it is the most delicious thing ever okay so what i'm saying here is that 
the fact that I have not been making that regular like trip to like South Station like in two years means that I have mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. had McDonald's in now like going on year three. And part of me is like, oh, good. Well, actually, probably we'll have more opportunities to like finally have. Gosh, if it, if it tastes good after a month, must take taste amazing after two years. But there's this nerd part of me that says, but you're on a streak. Let's see how long we let's see how long we can get the streak going. Mm-hmm. This is this is the same reason why. Uh, when the, when the lockdown sort of opened up a little bit and it wasn't silly, I, I was keeping myself, as you remember, like within walking distance of my house. And so it's like, well, actually, you know, we can like go certainly take a bike ride out. We're, we, we, we're certainly going to be masked up. We certainly don't want to take stupid, unnecessary risks. But it's, I, I don't think there'd be a problem to like. But then like part and I'd love to do that because I've always seen is like within a mile and a half, two miles of my house. But then like, again, the nerd part says. But if we keep this up for two and a half more months, we can say that we spent one full year not straying beyond my immediate neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it would and it, I don't I wouldn't say it pleased me, but it just said, well, I may we may as well. It's not like we're it's not like we're not used to it by now. Exactly. Well, thank you for letting me start this podcast all about food, because apparently whatever. It's always on my mind. I did want to quickly bring up kind of like a little PSA because this happened to me right before we started recording, which is apparently, and this has to do with Google Voice, apparently I had to reclaim my Google Voice number before we logged on to chat today. And I don't recall seeing an email about this. Was it it under siege? Was it... (laughs) No. And so I went, uh, okay. And I, I closed the window to like a silly person, but then I ended up tweeting it. So anybody who's like really curious can go to my Twitter and see it. But uh, from what I understand is through this changeover from Google Workspaces, they changed some stuff with Google Voice. And so you will have to go reclaim your Google Voice number if you haven't used it in a while. Now, I don't like use use my Google Voice number. Like I don't make active phone calls with it, but I do use it for some TUFA situations. And I do use it as a number that I give out when I don't want to give out my right. you know, my personal primary number. So I was not sure why I got this prompt. But anyway, I did. <laughs> and so if anybody's curious, it's actually not spam. And you can just check voice.google.com to go see what's going on with your Google Voice number. But you do have to reclaim it. Otherwise, it looks like somebody else could claim your number Yo. if it, you know, if it gets released from you and yeah. you know, or delinked. So something to keep in mind for that's Google a, that's Voice a, users. That's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was I was a little weirded out because it came to my email. I have the app installed and everything. I didn't get a notification yeah. that said. It's like well, so so my my own my own Google fight this week was oh god what happened I, okay who I hurt have, you Kardashians hurt me that's what hurt it's, I mean I mean see I I've I have had it with this she's the, trying to tr- they're trying to turn around all that negative press they've been getting about Kanye and see ex- exactly and what it's, she said I don't see I I've I'm. Uh, the twenty-something-year-old version of me would have said all kinds of nasty and ooh, is she? What about this? And ooh, she's like all this. Ooh, I imagine she does it. Okay, as of age, let's say thirty-seven and a half onward, 
the live and let live software feature got installed right. inside my emotional right. my emotional cap and i was gonna say you know doesn't doesn't affect me at all if people like that show or like following her or whatever good for them give you know have find pleasure in life wherever you can that's fine i don't care but i don't really fi- find any need to but the thing is her, her name sells so many links and so many things that it's impossible to scroll through a list of news like entertainment news without having without having to know about stuff that's going on in her life i'd like to avoid that and uh, I just got, I just was it used to, it, now they're, I not only have to remove the Kardashian name from my Google news feed, I also had to like, t- I also had to take Pete Davidson's name out of there. Not that I cared about him, but now I'm le- learning all stuff about Pete Davidson that I didn't care about. And the only part, the only place that I've like sort of had to pump the brakes is, do I ban Kanye? Because I do care about his music. Although it's, he does seem to be on like the downward side of the slope these days, but it's not as though hey he's got he's got a new album and it's really great. It's like it's like back to the classic days of why everyone started thinking that he's a genius. And I'm like I just I just can't deal with this anymore. And and there although I'm I'm annoyed that Google News apparently I'm finding that you can uh, there, there's a there's a dot 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 menu like next to every story that you can click for like options on that story and you can say that oh by the way I don't want to I'm not interested in this at all. But I, I find that that happens on the main news feed, but I can't do that. Like click on the entertainment tab, but every time I, uh, everything's inside the entertainment tab doesn't have that little, that, that feature in the ellipsis. I can, I can block the entire news source, but that's it. I'm going to double check to be sure. Cause, but I'm like, ugh. I know what you're talking about. I'm running into the same issue. I not with the Kardashians because I clearly have allowed it into my algorithm. By the way, I'm sorry if this is my fault. I feel like somehow Google has associated our IPs or something and decided to start serving you. I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I'm making this up or, you know, maybe maybe something picked you up or maybe you did a search for something. And oh, okay. anyway, I will. Yes, I, I double I double checked. And apparently, so uh, on the phone app, you can do it at the top level, meaning on your main news feed, it disappears from like when you hit like an individual tab. Now I'm on the web version of it. I've clicked on the entertainment tabs. And here is the fewer stories like this button. So now I'm just going to have to aggressively go ahead and make sure you that do. Like, you have to be make, make that a to-do list item. Because there's, 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 something that I've, there's something that I've come to appreciate anew because I've been doing some tests of uh, – um, of like anonymity apps and anonymity, anonymity tools. And I realized exactly how much I value, how much Google has learned about me over the past, like 15, 15 or 20 years, because I, I accessed YouTube without them tailoring it to my needs or my, my desires and my likes. And the whole thing was just such a carnival of sat of Maury Povich style like sadness of oh my god you'll never believe what happened to what this this hot 90s uh, TV star looks like now and oh my god the alligator hit bit the head off this baby ooh like I wow you you think that I'm a garbage person okay <laughs> you think that the, def- the default person who uses YouTube without any knowledge let's just assume they're a garbage person and just <laughs> and I take it from there so, oh God! They, but please, please, please take my identity. Please know who I am everywhere I go. Google, please shield me from this freakish illusion. Oh dear. You know, I actually just set my search results to reset uh, every so not to have anything older than three years. Hmm. 
Yes, because the other day they released the ability to scrub your search uh, terms from the last 15 minutes, like a, you know, basically a, a kill switch of sorts. Right. And I didn't receive the update yet, so it wasn't in there, but I did have the option to change it to uh, delete the last three. Oh my God, I'm trying to remember what exactly the terminology was. Yeah, but anyway, three months, yeah. Yeah, I did uh, three years. Oh. Or 36 months, excuse me, was the uh, was how it was denoted. Anyway, I finally set that up because before I had nothing. Everything was being stored. And I realized, like, do I need the search terms from 2018 and 2019 really out there? Because I was a very different person three years ago. Hmm. I didn't I I didn't have a kid three years ago, so I wasn't Googling that stuff. True. So just a little food for thought. For anybody who's listening, thinking yeah. they need to do some editing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to know. It's like I uh, I'm, I'm as I I don't know what the, what Google would think of me had it been following me since I was 17 or 18. I'm glad that that's not part of the mix uh, because they might have, they might have gotten an idea of me that's not doesn't really sync up with the oh, current, same. current version. Same, <laughs> same. <sighs> we're both we're both blessed and. I would say somewhat cursed because we grew up in a time where there wasn't, you know, a complete uh, archive of our <laughs> adolescence stored somewhere. And I say we, it, it kind of sucks that we don't have that because, you know, I just imagine how nice it might be to have that maybe when I'm much older from now. But yeah, it'd, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be lovely to have like every single, uh, I'm sorry for, for some of us, it would be very, very lovely to have yeah. like every single text message that like uh, my mom and my dad ever sent me where, mm -hmm. whereas they, I don't think they ever sent a, they, they, their, their lives intersected with the text messaging, uh, concept uh, by like 10 years, but I don't think they ever sent a text message in their life as it is all, as it is, all I have is, uh, like one voicemail that I saved for years and years and years before saving it to an audio file. And and yeah. also yeah see that's 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 another thing that I, I think that ne uh, succeeding generations aren't going to appreciate that uh, there is so little video of my family there is so, I don't think there is a single video of my mom and my dad anywhere because we weren't I mean it, it wasn't we we had a we uh, my dad bought a camcorder but that was just for the grandchildren and I'm not sure he if he got super super into it. Uh, but it certainly wasn't the hey, we're here's a birthday party. Let's make sure we get a camcorder. And hey, let's <laughs> hey, da da dad wants to dad wants to tape himself trying to eat a quart of cinnamon in in, in less than one minute. I know. So so as a result, it's like you know I have photos and I have this one recording of this voice. Whereas people who grew up like in later generations, like if they want to revisit what was uh, what their dad was like or show it off to their grandchildren, like they've got all this stuff. Uh, that was just simply posted by them, and that's gonna that's such a special thing. I told you Eric got a three sixty camera for Mona, yeah. and he every single like moment sometimes he just keeps it on for just like when they're hanging out so that he can re-experience that moment. Oh, that's adorable. It's, I know it's 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 gonna be an interesting like lifelong experiment with this particular <laughs> device. Um so yeah. I'll tell you in 30 years. Yeah. And, and well, there, there's, there's going to, there's gotta be a downside to that too. There's, I was thinking about this when, uh, one of the, one of the latest viral videos was, uh, a kid who at age 12 started the, back, back when the, like, Hey, I took a picture of myself every day for a year thing became like a hot thing. And he just, at age 12 with the 
what you do in your age 12, which is, oh, that's great. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. And so they, he posted a video of uh, he's, he's in like mid 20s now. And so it was like from age 12 to his wedding day. And all I could and uh, I did watch the video once. Um, and you see, of course, like uh, faces sort of pop in and pop out. As oh you're doing your thing to he and this this face leans in and smiles, and there there are a lot of girls and a lot of people before like the the one who becomes his wife starts to enter the picture, and I just I I couldn't help but wonder like I kind of like the fact that so little of my life has been so freely documented that um might it I mean. Might it break my heart to have to like to see a picture of the inside of my second apartment, uh, and I'm joined by two friends, one of whom died, and a girlfriend that mm. we ended on bad terms. I'm not I'm not thinking of anything specific here. I'm making stuff up here, but mm-hmm. gosh, I just I really wish that had worked out. I really think that you know each of us just could have worked a little harder at that. And you just you don't want to you don't want to. The great thing about time is that it offers perspective that it mm-hmm. it's, it's like throwing your experiences into a rock tumbler that after about a year or two you take you take it out of the rock tumbler and all the sharp edges have been smoothed over and it's something beautiful and valuable uh, as opposed to reliving the hurt that sometimes uh, happens with daily life um i mean i can when i think about uh, people i've been in relations with in the past almost always it's like ah damn it it's, it's, it's you know, i wish i wish we were still in touch but you know what we had a lot of good times and boy that was a wonderful person i hope that they're wherever they are they're happy and healthy i'm not sure if like oh I can see that that was the two weeks in which I didn't shave or shower because I was so upset about this thing that just happened. Okay. Mm. Good. Good. I'm glad that oh, I documented that. Oh, that anxiety that. attack that lasted three months. Right. Oh, exactly. that was fun. So, so be so, so, a bowl I, of cereal. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that people are selective when they decide like what they decide to back up when they when they decide to back up their entire like camera rolls <laughs> as they're taken to permanent storage. Maybe you want to weed some of that stuff out from time to time. I think the Google Files app doesn't do that yet. It doesn't go. Would you like this memory erased? You look, you <laughs> no. look, you look heartbroken. Um, also, we noticed that there was a flurry of text messages between you and this one person, and then no contact for two years. Um, would you? Here's some pictures that maybe you want to review for. We won't delete can we them. Mute, we'll just, can we mute this for you? Just yeah. archive it. <laughs> exactly. We'll save it, but you never see it again. Exactly. Uh, oh my God, the future. Well, uh, speaking of the future, everything is awful. I mean, we know that already, but also everything is awful in Google. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the links that I collected for Andy this week were. <laughs> Unfortunate links. So we're going to talk about how Google is paying for firing its employees who are organizing protests. And it's going to go ahead and fire some more of those employees for reasons that are just as bogus as the one we just read. I just read. We just read. Andy wrote this. It's a collective we. You can claim the royal we. If anybody is entitled to the royal we, I think it's Florence I am. Thank you, Andy. Um, also, we're going to talk about how Apple is not playing very nice with Google TV users right now, but really it's par for the course with these streaming wars. <laughs> and where have the Android mascots gone? <laughs> we're going to find out. To a far, far better place than this, we all hope. <laughs> 
Hint, they're okay. okay we'll yeah, tell, exactly. you. We, we, tell you. We, 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 wouldn't have, we wouldn't have as a show theme, everything is terrible without ending it yeah. on an up note. So we promise it'll, it starts it'll be off. Fine. It starts off sad, but it gets better. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we'll be right back. This episode of Material is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. You know, there are two funny things about ideas and information. If you don't write them down, it's as if they never existed. And they're of limited use unless they're shared. So are you looking for a new way to track and manage work and life from start to finish? Microsoft Lists is here to help you clear your brain space and get organized. And it all starts at lists.live.com. Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try Lists with your Microsoft account. And it's all designed for both small business and individual use. Start off by creating and sharing your lists with your work colleagues, partners, your soccer team, or your neighbors. You might create a list of books or movies for your monthly meetings, track home improvement and important receipts throughout the year, or build out team rosters for your soccer team or volunteer group. At lists.live.com, you can get started quickly with ready-made templates. Use filters and views to visualize your information, which means you can have one list with many views. Then you can share your lists as links to get other people's thoughts and work together. You can do a lot with lists. The ready-made templates save you time. Or start blank and add in exactly what and how you want to track your information. It's super flexible and great for things like issue trackers, event itineraries, work progress trackers, and more. Here's a personal experience part. Uh, no problems here. Uh, I've become a bigger fan of list managers over the years. There, there are many parts of my professional and personal life that I just can't keep straight in my head anymore. I insist that it's because I now lead a rich and complicated life of responsibilities and thrilling adventures today, much more so than I used to. And it's not because my brain has been exposed to relentless distractions from pop culture and the internet over the years, and it now needs the help of a list manager desperately. Either way, an app like Microsoft Lists helps me out every single day. We now return you to your ad read. <laughs> Go and try the preview now at no cost. Go to your browser and type in lists.live.com. That's lists.live.com. Sign up, sign in, and track what matters most. Check it out and let Microsoft know what you like and any feature requests. Our thanks to Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, it's one of those weeks where following all of this great fanfare about things that have been going really well for our favorite mobile mobilized operating system. But we also have to kind of temper that with a little bit of reality about the fact that this is still a capitalist society. <laughs> Google's still a really big business and a corporation at that. And so corporations will do as they do. And you know, folks, if you've been following anything that's been going on in my work life, you know that the labor movement is something that's very near and dear to my heart. So of course, we have to start this week's podcast Talking about Google's union busting. <laughs> dear, dear Google. Uh, <sighs> right? <laughs> now, that for, in, in their defense, they have not been hiring Pinkerton men to, sh to shoot into the crowd of protesters. Oh, so we, ha we have made some progress since 1907. Hmm, that's true. 
All right. So this article comes from Vice and we're going to link to it in the show notes in case you'd like to read it. Um, Andy, do you want to start this off with uh, how Google is settling with four engineers over complaints it fired them for organizing? Yeah, this is, is boy, this is this is like snowfall. Uh, this is, this is, this is like the, the fireworks that will just keep on drizzling, drizzling down in beautiful, beautiful, explosive harmony, uh, only not quite so harmonious. So, uh, we keep talking about, uh, back in 2019 when the second wave of Google employee protests and organizing mm-hmm. happened, this one was, uh, in 2019, all about how, uh, employees were really upset with Google cooperating with customs and border protection to create tools off of Google cloud that will help basically uh, the uh, uh, CBP root out those horrible people that are trying to come in through the border and tracking them through mm. all kinds of things that mm. a lot of people would find deeply, deeply offensive, particularly if you were one of the people who were writing those tools. And so uh, it just so happens that uh, about six of the people who helped to organize those protests were fired by Google shortly thereafter. This has right. nothing to do with the fact that they were organizing protests and they're trying to mm-hmm. organize labor uh, to uni- unify against Google. That was just a coincidence. They had they pointed to Google very clearly pointed to rules in the employee handbook that they might have violated uh, and used that as the pretext. Well, uh, because we have a United States justice system for those employees, we're able to say, yeah, we'd really like you to prove that in a court of law. And so they fired, excuse me, they, they filed a, a, an official complaint with the National Labor, Labor Relations Board. NLRB. Yes. A, an organization that I have become way more familiar with over the past five or six years than I ever used to. So what what so what so happens is that when, when you see <laughs> You're it, telling me. Yeah, God. Oh, sorry. Not <laughs> as, as a journalist, not as a participant in the process. Um <laughs> But what I what I did not know until five or six years ago was that like when when you see I'll put it this way when you see a news report saying that oh a complaint has been filed with the NLRB against this company that doesn't mean anything it just anybody can form file a complaint against the NLRB right. what hap- what happens is that they then look into this or they're they're required to look into this and if they decide that yeah you know what the complaints that these employees have about unfair labor practices that the, that this company violated federal labor law this has merit we're going to investigate this that's when you know that this things are humming because uh, that's when a federal agency is going to start demanding documents and demanding explanations from this company so uh the this complaint went through uh they were forced to they were demanding uh, google to hand over at this point 1500 documents uh, which they had re- withheld citing attorney client privilege we will f- learn more about that a little bit later on but let's not go let's not get ahead of ourselves and apparently things got so uh, pressure filled for google that they decided to settle with these four employees uh the terms of the settlement unfortunately are sealed we don't know what they were because of a non-disclosure agreement uh but the vice's article is very very good because they had like they got statements from uh, four of these uh fired engineers one of whom wanted to be reinstated and has been reinstated the three three of whom just wanted to wanted to wash their hands of the whole thing uh paul duke was one of the fired engineers uh gave a statement to uh, vice motherboard i'm quoting him here this is a huge victory i feel that Google is terrified of anyone seeing the documents they fought so hard to hide. Uh, most of the documents overwhelmingly contain discussions of business and anti-union strategy. It's clear that Google was watching individual organizers very closely. I hope workers who fire who file uh, unfair labor practice charges in the future can point to these documents as signs of clear anti-union animus and bad faith arguments. I hope that workers standing up to Google's anti-union, anti-worker actions see that the fight is worth it. And that mm-hmm. seemed to be 
kind of a, a commonality between all the statements that uh, Motherboard got, which is that maybe they're maybe they uh, wish that Google had made have been made, have been punished more severely that they they that the that a settlement had not been in the best interest of all parties however they're confident that the the work that they did the sacrifices that they made in both protesting and filing this lawsuit will help future protesters future organizers future justice uh, pursuits so good yes that's true that's true and also let's just look at the landscape of you know what's going on in the labor movement elsewhere in the US right now i mean just today it was announced that what the flagship starbucks is uh, they're filing to unionize, which we're talking the original Starbucks in Seattle. And it's a huge deal. I think 150 stores right now are applying to become unionized. And think about like the kids who work at these Starbucks locations. Like this is teaching those kids about the power of the labor movement. And I just think I want to see this come to, okay, I'm speaking personally here, not as like yeah. I'm not, you know, I am only representing myself here. Uh, but I, I do, I want to see more of this fervor come to Silicon Valley. And we have talked about that before on the podcast here, but this is an important time for this. It's setting a precedent for, for others to come through who are going to come through the pipeline. So absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really very uh, pleasant for me to see because I mean, for for years and years and years, particularly companies like Apple and Google and Disney and Microsoft, there has been a thing of gosh, why should I? Why should why should you complain? You're working for this great uh, industrial, this great illustrious company. It's, there's a lot of prestige mm-hmm. with this. You should be lucky. You should be grateful to them that they're they're hiring you and they're you're, you're working there. Uh, and for people who are uh, like working at uh, Starbucks, the people who are working uh, uh, working uh, uh, packing and shipping jobs uh, at Amazon. Uh, a lot of it has been well. The thing is, no, uh, no one at your pay scale has ever been treated better than this. And who are you? Why are you special? When as what when the, I think that there's a there's a new attitude of why are we accepting this? Our attitude should be, I mean, if you're upset that you if you're uh, if if you had my job thirty years ago and you're upset that I'm asking for a living wage for working at McDonald's. I'm I'm upset that you weren't paid a living wage for doing mm-hmm. that same job 20 or 30 years ago. Okay, I'm upset that uh, you as a as a warehouse worker weren't able to unionize, okay? And the fact that you weren't able to doesn't mean that it's wrong that it was uh, this uh, this treatment of of labor was ever right. So I'm glad that there are, there's a lot of people who are not thinking that oh, we're I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so grateful to Google for hiring me and giving me this wonderful job and the free burritos and and it's crunch time, so there's free Chinese food in the conference room. And shifting towards, I think, of somewhere closer to the attitude of Google and Apple and Facebook and Microsoft and Amazon. They would not be a success if not for the people who work for them, who don't get their picture uh, in the in the in the corporate page uh, on 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 the corporate press uh, website. That they that they that the company should be grateful to the workers as opposed to the workers uh, thinking that oh well Google paid for this condo Google paid for this car no Google paid you money for a service that Google desperately needs and you took the money that you earned and were maybe yeah. overworked for Google paid and you that. for your labor yeah exactly and that's for the long and, hours you put in yeah and it's it's sickening because when you look when you look at like the when you look at like the history of all these uh, robber barons, especially in the 1900s the 1910s when they were like the celebrity mm. superstars, like mm. and look look at how these people were kept out of the saloons and out of the whorehouses by given good paying jobs and thank 
God for for Mr. Carnegie and thank God for Mr. Like no, again anyway. So so I'm I'm glad that things <laughs> I'm glad that the fight is is ongoing. I'm glad that the the yes. fight has shifted. Hmm. I agree. And you know where the fight is also still going between Google and the Department of Justice. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the DOJ is accusing Google of routinely hiding emails from investigators. So apparently Google's been withholding documents requested by those investigators in the state and federal antitrust cases against the company. As you know from our reporting, there's been a few. Google's and yeah. It's, it, it, antitrust. That's <laughs> synonymous with Google at this point. It's just because they're Microsoft They're, used to own mostly yeah. have most of the market share, but boy, say, Go, Google you. has decided that the, we we want the largest slice of that pie chart. That's that's thank our you. racket. See, I was having a really hard time uh, committing to that bit, so I really thank you for coming in with the Microsoft piece. Thank you, that helped. Thank you for saving it. Anyway, the uh, so Google is apparently claiming that those emails fall under attorney client privilege. That's why they don't want to hand them over. So. The DOJ and 14 state attorney generals, state attorneys general, I always say that wrong, are accusing the company of intentionally misusing attorney-client privilege to shield documents that might be harmful to Google's defense. Of course. <sighs> I can't help but think about the plot line from the dropout the other day. Sorry <laughs> if I possibly spoiled that for anybody. Um really paying attention to that. Anyway, the DOJ is asking a federal judge to formally censure Google and demand that the company hand over those requested documents. Their motion to the judge describes a formal Google policy for abusing attorney-client privilege. It's so routine that it even has a name from the complaint. In a program called Communicate with Care, Google trains and directs employees to add an attorney, a privilege label, and a generic request, quote-unquote, for cancel's advice to shield sensitive business communications, regardless of whether any legal advice is actually needed or sought. Often, knowing the game, the in-house counsel included in these communicate-with-care emails does not respond at all. They claim that this employee policy began in 2016 and management reiterated it when the DOJ opened its current investigation. <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised, by the way. This is a very corporate lawyer yeah. move to make. This is why you have a corporate lawyer on retainer. This is what they tell you to do. So, but it's but it's it's the weirdest thing, and uh, I, I I don't want to sound naive by saying this is disappointing. But at some at some point, there's the look. If they find out that we actually have this as a formal policy, we're just going to have to say, okay, you got us. We have no possible defense after this point. Now let's just negotiate how much money this is going to cost us and what restrictions <laughs> you're going to put into us. Because let me get out my checkbook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how like, much do I owe you? Yeah, exactly. Like at some at, at some point, like you you deny, you deny, you deny that you're you're the car that like crashed into that rose bush and destroyed that that town statue, and then they show you like high definition video from several <laughs> angles, including you stumbling out of the car, shaking your fist at the statue, saying, "You'll rue the day you did this to me, Andy and Otko." And they say. Okay, uh, let's move on to settlement. Uh, I'd like to do no jail time. Uh, I could do community service all the day long day. It's, it's but it's because the uh, you you expect that any large corporation, I mean any small corporation, just as a principle, is going to say, try to not reveal internal documents that's being requested by the people who are trying to punish you for something. That's expected. That's not you, know, you have to be naive to think that. Oh no, of course they're just going to open the doors wide and put them in. But 
Oh, to say that no, we're we're creating this whole program in the employee handbook, and here's the name of it. Oh, by the way, you get a coffee mug and a pencil topper because for 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 doing going through the training seminar about how to how to hide how to hide uh, uh, internal communications from investigators. It's like, yeah, that get that's a little bit more than I'm willing to for, forgive. That's that's not good. That that's 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 the evil I think that was hinted at in the "Don't be evil." Uh, mandate that we decided oh, that was no good for oh, us. Oh, was that the evil? Because let me tell you, this last news item for this <laughs> okay, section, this is this is this is hit. This one hits harder. Yeah, it's pretty this bad. So this one is is just a really it's a really sad story. It comes from Morning Brew, and it's about uh, the Google owned Looker. And I remember the news headlines around Looker. But I kind of forgot about it, and then I saw it. I saw this trending on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh my, this this is not nice." So before Looker had layoffs, the workers were actually unknowingly training their replacements, which again is a story that you may have heard once or twice in Silicon Valley. But it really sucks when it comes yeah. from Google. We yeah, particularly because this is a company that was doing amazingly when it founded as uh, as a startup in 2012. Like every time, every round of investment that they opened just got bought out, bought out, bought out, bought out, and finally, uh, Google bought this company in 2019 for 2.6 billion dollars, and it became uh, part of uh, Google Cloud Services menu uh, in 2020. They're uh, I don't uh, this they're one of those businesses that I'm. I find myself just quoting what the company says about itself. Right. Uh, they are, quote, a modern business intelligence embedded analytics and data application platform, unquote. So basically, they will take the big mounds of data that are being generated by users of a service or, or a piece of software and get answers from it because they have elves and pixies working for them that – I don't know how this works, but that's, but that's what they say about themselves. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it sucks. So they, um, merging tech brew, uh, got some sources that told them that the, the, this huge round of layoffs hit a couple of weeks ago and disgruntled former employees, legitimately disgruntled, have been telling <laughs> yeah. them that, uh, that, uh, mostly the layoffs were in the customer support team, uh, and, it was done so under the radar that even Looker's head of engineering had no idea the layoffs were coming until the day before. Um, and these layoffs, they happened. This is this is what really gets me. So these layoffs happened after Google had made these employees spend, again, three months training these outside contractors in India. Uh, they were outsourcing the entire customer, customer support uh, group. By the way, uh, which one of the one of the things that had been attracting customers to Looker was that their customer support was just impeccable. Uh, but so they're tra- they're uh, developing training uh, training materials for these contractors. They're also personally training and mentoring many of them. And this would be a good reason for anybody to say, "Gee, why am I pr- producing training materials on how to do my j- how someone else could be doing my job?" And Google said, "Oh, no, no, no. There are no plans for any downsizing uh, at Looker." Uh, one of these laid off employees uh, told. Uh, told the site, quote, we were told then your positions are not going to get eliminated. They might change over time. They might get more specialized, but they will never get eliminated. Uh, and another member of Looker's U.S. support team who was affected by the layoffs told them, quote, Google does uh, was uh, Google does not believe in layoffs, unquote. And they're were, they were all just universally told that, no, 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 we want to move you off like this day to day sort of stuff and move you up in the company, uh, move you to someplace where your your years of experience at Looker and, and with customers can be better, uh, better exploited. And oh my God, 
Uh, and the, to, to me, the, the extra, the, the final slap in the face is uh, Google uh, Morning Brew reached out to Google Cloud for a statement. Google Cloud's director of go-to-market communications said, "As Google Cloud grows, we frequently evaluate the right approach to providing the best service and support structure to serve our customers." The changes will ensure we have the right people, partners, and systems in place to meet our customers now and into the future. And you just want to—I've I, I made up the voice, but you just want to punch that. That—that that, that is such corporate. Well, they can go f themselves. We don't yeah. care. Why? Yeah. Why would we possibly care? When we can, when we can pay some, pay uh, pay people a tenth of what we're paying these current people. Why would we not turf them out in the street? And if we told them why they were training new employees, they probably would have quit. And where does that help us? Of course. Of and, and, course. And, and again, I don't, I don't want to be naive again. I mean, I've been in this job way too long to be naive about what a multi-trillion-dollar company does. But it's like you wish that there was a way for a corporation to act with a little more dignity than this. Like to, 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 to basically, to to basically care about whether its hands are not even clean, but at least dirty enough that you could clean them. The idea of saying that, okay, we don't know. I I have, I have, I'm sure you've been in the same position too. Like we're uh, like a magazine I'm writing for, they change of ownership, change of whatever. And say, hey, can I get, you might ask, hey, can I get a read on like, where is my job safe? What can I plan? And I'm perfectly, I don't like to hear, we really haven't made any decisions yet. Um, mm-hmm. Any any job could go, including yours, but we stress we haven't made any You're decisions traumatized, yet. You're re-traumatizing me. Thank you. But no, but but, but <laughs> again, at least uh, rather, than, rather than being said, rather than being said, oh no, we would, this is, this is what actually, this is what happened when uh, uh, Mac user got uh, and Mac world emerged. Because I was I was told directly that oh no 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 you're you are one of our most popular uh, assets this is like one thing that's absolutely not on the table uh, and so I felt a little bit more confident about that then I of course I of course I got dropped and I was told later on that I was sort of like a piece uh, a a peace offering to the uh, I think it was the editor in chief of Mac user or the publisher of Mac user who became the publisher of Mac World. And so he, like, as sort of a peace offering, said, we will give up Mac user's most popular columnist and in favor of giving Mac World's most popular columnist, like, that spot in the magazine. And I'm like, okay, thank you. That was very okay. Hmm. So, but, but, hmm. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, you've, if, they, if, if things are still in play, just say things are in play. We don't, we really don't know. I don't want to give you a, uh, an assurance. I don't want you to make, I don't want you to close on that, on that uh, $300,000 condo based on the idea that your job is secure because your job isn't secure. It's like, See, there, there has to be a way of doing that. You people who are on LinkedIn and you post articles and stuff, stop posting articles about how to make money, post articles about how to be uh, more compassionate managers. Cause it starts like if somebody in management has the, gumption to be able to say this is not how i'm going to treat people then yeah. you would be surprised at how powerful that is and it, it, it and i i i have to believe that it also if that is part of your corporate culture that we can't obviously we can't guarantee anybody employment for life or even employee for for, for the next year right. however we will acknowledge your humanity in every way that exactly. hr interacts with you and that's and that will at, at least leave on good at least leave not thinking that my god i was such a damn idiot for not seeing that i was going to be uh, i was going to be uh downsized in two and a half months and my job given to the pe- person that i've been given i've been holding their hand for 10 hours a day teaching them how our, how this system works 
it's yeah, you know, it's it's disappointing that the world is the way it is. It doesn't it doesn't seem to be necessary. It just seems to be the easiest thing for a company to do, and that just bites. Hmm. <sighs> well, on that note, we should probably take a little break. See, we so told that, you ahead of time you know, that this is all. This is the, the the theme of this show is everything sucks, and yeah, we also just, told we also told week. you that it ends on an up note. Um, this is we. Yeah. It just seems as though this is rather than see. Oftentimes, like I, I spread things out, but this like you know what we can have a clean slate next week if we just yeah. do it. All, we'll just rip that band aid off all at once. That's all we're going to do. Yeah, and next week is a palindrome, right? So it's exactly. perfect. We should have exactly. a cake. This episode of Material is brought to you by Pocket Casts. How good is the app you're currently using to listen to this podcast? Does it mix your music and podcasts into one confusing experience? Does it have all the features you need? Is it thoughtfully designed by people that listen to podcasts each and every day? Hmm? Well, why not try something new? Pocket Casts is built by podcast listeners for podcast listeners. No matter how you listen to podcasts, Pocket Casts has you covered. Pocket Casts seamlessly syncs your listening progress across iOS, Android, and the web, and it supports Amazon Alexa and Sonos smart speakers. With CarPlay, Android Auto, and even Android Automotive support, you can listen in your car, too. You can enjoy the vibrant, constantly updated discovery section, too, so you can find your next podcast with ease. Pocket Casts has Apple Watch support, including offline playback for when you're jogging without your phone, plus AirPlay and Chromecast support, too. It's also fun to check out your listening history and stats. And this is a clever feature. It automatically rewinds podcasts a tiny bit if it's been a while since you listened, so you can catch up easily. And now here's the personal experience part. Oh, boy, is that an easy, easy thing to fill out? I've been such a big fan of Pocket Cast since before I started doing this this very podcast with Russell Ivanovich, who is, the uh, I think, the chief product executive of Pocket Cast. Basically, he uh, is, like, one of the two, like, big co-authors of it for the original voice. Well, we created this uh, this uh, this podcast material uh, along with Yasmin Evgen, who's moved on to Google. And it's just, uh, boy, uh, he, he's such a great guy and you can tell how much he cares about the experience that each and every user has with pocket casts and it really comes through uh, in this product what i let me say that what i don't like about most other uh, podcast catchers is that it's it's either for very very casual listeners people for whom podcast listening is not a very big part of their life or it's like a feature in spotify or something where just like any other really really big streaming product they're not terribly interested in giving you what you want and what you ask for they're trying to manipulate you and kind of coerce you and and steer you towards listening to stuff that they're trying to promote i don't think there's another pocket another podcatcher that's as user focused as pocket casts is no matter how i want to listen to podcasts it's got me covered no matter what feature I want to use. If I want to, if there, if there are podcasts that I episodes that I really, really love so much so that I actually want to save them to my, uh, to my streaming library uh, on my media server, it makes it very, very easy to do that. If I'm looking for something that 
I haven't listened to that I've subscribed to, but I haven't listened to a whole lot of episodes recently. It'll help me find answer to the question of what episodes have I, what shows have I not listened to recently? It's makes it very, very easy to manage lists of here are the freshest episodes. Here's episodes that uh, here's what's on device. Here's what's waiting to be queued uh, and downloaded all this sort of stuff. I mean, and even it mentioned in the ad copy about listening to your uh, other stuff too, because uh, sometimes I will listen to something that sounds a lot like a podcast, but it hasn't been released as a podcast episode. Like there'll be uh, an interview on like BBC radio that I've just uh, captured online, captured the stream. And it's like an hour long thing. And I'm, I'm kind of saving it for next time I'm doing house cleaning or I've got a long commute and I could just simply toss it into a pocket cast and it could just be played alongside anything else that I'm listening to. Uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. Again, if, if you're if you just listen to podcasts occasionally, like if someone tells you about an episode, you'll go out and find it. Yes, fine. Google Podcasts is just fine for you. But once you have decided that uh, podcasts are podcasts are an important part of my life, it gives me a lot of joy. In my case, it gives me an excuse to it, it sort of gives me that extra sort of prod in the ribs to say, yeah, you know that house clean is going to take you a couple hours. Why don't you actually do that? And here's some po- listen to podcasts uh, to to get that done. Uh, that's the sort of that's why I listen to hours of podcasts every week. It's not sitting sitting in my recliner with headphones on my my podcast time. It's usually helping me to get through something that I don't want to do. But at least I'm listening to some good podcasts. Hopefully, you think that our podcast is similar to that. Pocket Cast is what gives me what I want when I want it, the way that I want it, and that's why I've been a fan of this app for years and years and years. Highest possible recommendation. And once again, I'm not reading ad copy here. This is just personal experience. And now I am reading ad copy. Ad copy. <clears throat> Pocket Casts is completely free to use, but as a listener of this show, you get some exclusive benefits. Go to pocketcasts.com slash material to download Pocket Casts and redeem a six-month free trial of all the premium features in Pocket Casts Plus. And if you're already a Pocket Casts user, but you haven't tried Pocket Casts Plus yet, you too can redeem this offer. Go to pocketcasts.com slash material to find out more. Our thanks to Pocketcasts for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. Well, some unfortunate news if you're trying to straddle the line between Apple's TV ecosystem and Google's TV ecosystem, because it looks like the Apple TV app on Android and Google TV now blocks movie rentals and purchases. Yes, until this week, if you were using Apple TV Plus's streaming app for Google TV and Android TV, you could buy and rent videos directly from the app and even sign up for the service. Wow, so it's beautiful cross-platform parity. Yes. Uh, but that was not long-lived <laughs> because also this week, well, what happened this week is that Apple removed all of those features. So the app is now limited to just streaming Apple content that's already been paid for elsewhere. And those users who are still running older versions of the app can still do all of those things. But once you update, that's it. It's over for you. Yeah. Uh, and the general consensus seems to be that the reason this happened is because Apple did not want to pay Google the customary commission on most of the in-app purchases. <laughs> and I say, makes sense to me, folks, because this is the streaming wars. And, you know, why... Now, I, I really have to defend Apple here. Now, you know, 
as well as I do, how hard they fought against people uh, to defend their own policy of taking a 30% cut off of everything that's ever sold through their own apps, mm-hmm. their own uh, apps, uh, meaning that because, you know, if I buy a comic book uh, through the Comixology app, right. they're, they're entitled to 30% of that because I would not have known about this comic book or comic books in general or the visual art form had it not been for Apple allowing me to download this app through the app store. And so they are fighting the good fight. Okay. And, and a lot of people criticizing them for it. So I think the under those circumstances flow, the very last thing they would do would be something as boldly hypocritical as trying to dodge, dodge, having to pay 30% out of, of, of all of their uh, Apple, uh, Apple media store sales uh, to Google because they're because of their app store rules. That's not the Apple that I know. I, Oh wait, no, it is. It I'm sorry, it totally is. Did I did I say it wasn't everything I said the opposite <laughs> of that? I I'm not surprised about this. Again, like I said, streaming wars, etc. We both know Google and Apple both have very their own exact same services, but I did like the idea of at least Apple TV being something that you know, I could dive into if I needed. And I mean, what if a person has an iPhone, but they, but then they got the Google TV dongle? Like, why would you punch them for that? You know? Yeah. Like, but what? What if instead of spending one hundred and fifty dollars for a Apple TV uh, streaming box uh, that does pretty much everything and no more than what the fifty dollar Google TV dongle does? What if they decided that 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 was a better option for them rather than give them a hundred dollars extra for absolutely nothing? Perhaps that the, perhaps they would like like to do that. Are you making are you really making so much off of in-app purchases uh, for your content, uh, content that once again is locked to like mostly to Apple devices that you, you can't just simply say, you know what, whatever, whatever you want to do. They, they did give a statement saying that this was uh, they made this policy change. They made this change in reaction to a change in Google store policy or whatever. But we nobody has been able to come up with any sort of change in policy that would say that, wow, their hands are really tied. They really had no choice but to do that. It seems as though like they are whatever they they, they do have deals with other companies that lapse and have to be renewed. We were talking about last year about uh, the ongoing passion play between YouTube and Roku about uh, rights yeah. to stay on the platform. Uh, but apparently whatever changes the Google wanted to make, Apple wanted no part of, and they decided simply to cut everybody loose instead so it's it's a bummer i mean i'm i'm still it's uh here, here are two here are two ways that uh two things that apple upsets me on this sort of score first and foremost it's simply the fact that their principles tend to be really variable like they google i i i can respect google for they don't claim to be we are the holiest of holies. We mm. care about principles more than anything else. We care about security and privacy like no other company does. As a matter of fact, other companies, they're pigs in the mud compared to us with our love for principles like privacy and security and integrity. You know, they they will say that we care about this. Obviously, we're really, really invested in this. Our product, we want to make products that people are going to be excited about using. They're not going to be excited about using products that compromise their safety, compromise their security, compromise their privacy. Uh, and that's that's fine. That's a very corporate response, but that's very, very accurate. Uh, but then you get, then Apple uh, takes the other say, oh, we believe that privacy is a holy right that every person has. And we believe that, uh, And but again, don't just don't be in China, don't be in Russia, don't be in any other, com- any other country where they're demanding that iPhones not be able to be used by its citizens to protect themselves against state surveillance uh, and, 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 and 
and, and, and intelligence. Uh, and here we go again, where they're fighting, fighting, fighting for the right. So here's, here's all the services that we, if you're trying to, you're trying to undermine the integrity of the app store by trying to get out of paying 30% of, of purchases. But again, they're willing to try to get out of it here too. The, the, the other thing is that I think that they, uh, we've seen so, so many times before where they could make their platform so much more viable to families by saying that, you know what, we will, uh, we will make messages work, uh, on, uh, on Android. Mm. Okay. Or we will at least support like this independent international standard that the rest of the world already uses so that at least things like likes and group messages and mm-hmm. multimedia will be compatible across devices. And they don't want to do that. And the, the Apple watch, which is, I think, hands down the greatest fitness watch, the greatest like wearable for, for wrists, wrist computing that, uh, that that's there it's just like by a long stretch. And there's no reason why at this point they can't at least allow me to activate it and sync it with my iPad or with my MacBook, but they don't want to do that. They want to make sure that if you have an Apple Watch, yes. you have to have an iPhone. And yes. that is another one of those things where it, it, it just it, it gets me. I don't know if I've I'm, 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 gears. Yeah, especially when Tim Cook, I think with legitimacy, says that we think that the best product, the most important product that we make is the fitness is or is the the Apple Watch because it it, sell, it makes lives, extends lives, saves lives, and, and you're like, okay, so question, Mister Cook, so you don't believe that Android users should have their lives saved? No, <laughs> no, we're just green bubbles. Yeah. Uh well, if you want to hear, by the way, more of this discussion, Andy and I are are really talking about doing our bonus episode where we talk about the virtues and negatives, the virtues and negatives, the positives and negatives of using Android and iOS, <laughs> especially because I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to understand why some people would choose this garden over Google's. Yes. Yes. But when it comes to streaming, maybe maybe i don't know i guess if you're listening to this podcast you're probably in on google anyway so you're fine (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh going on all in on google so and speaking of gardens and speaking of gardens exactly although to be fair this wasn't the android statues were not really in a garden (laughs) they were you you got gravels and you got gravel and gardens yeah it's, <laughs> it's just it fair enough it was, yeah fair enough i used to every google io that was at the shoreline i would go over to the google hq which was right next door i would walk over to the android building which is where the statues were located and i would take my annual picture with the new statue but this year if i decide to go back down again it appears that they are not going to be there because the Google HQ Sculpture Garden has been moved. But that's actually the good news. Because for people this last week have been wondering, oh my God, where did they go? Are they gone? <laughs> I think even Killed by Google made a joke about it. Yeah. To which I kind of wanted to respond, but I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to respond <laughs> like, well, actually. And so my response would have been was that I know for a fact that they've been doing construction in that area and building a brand new, big, beautiful building across the street from where the former old building used to be. And so I figured they probably moved them. They're putting on some new varnish, cleaning them a little bit, maybe painting in the eyes just a little bit more. 
And then they're going to put them back out there in the new building this time. Or or if we're really fortunate, turning into an actual miniature golf course, because that's what I mean, they're 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 wonderful. But but they do. But they do look like and I mean that in a positive way where if there were a miniature golf course where every well, maybe actually now that so we're on we're on Android 12 about to have Android 13. We still need five more years before we have enough like customized like 18. yeah, before we, we need we need 18 holes for a miniature golf I had course. I remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're no, it was mini golf has 18 as well, I guess. Yes. If it's a good spot. I, I suppose I could do like a mini mini golf and just nine holes, but you know, I I I think that I think that Google could do something with a with an 18 hole golf course. So at least for its employees, something kitschy that they could do <laughs> in between their meetings. Uh, oh my do God, have... that, that would be the perfect yes. thing for AR, like an AR app that only works on the Google campus, obviously. And will like, it's a miniature golf game that basically you, as you walk from like hole to hole, like they, that they are like the, the hole, each hole is like one of these Google statues. Project Tango back when it was called Project Tango, I remember had a demo that was like that. I think it was like the the Mattel Matchbox cars. There was like an right. AR app where you could build a track in a room. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. and we're, we're, uh, we're getting a little, little. So so basically, I'm sorry. The, the reason the reason why we're bringing this up is that there was like. Let, let me preface this. We all know this has been a this has been a tough couple of years for so many reasons, all around the world. And that when we have these little ounces of joy, we we savor them. They're lovely. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can't have the whole pan of brownies, but we got that one corner crust and we're going to savor and enjoy that. And for a lot of us, this sculpture garden of beautiful, colorful dancing Android, uh, Android figures, each one like for Android Oreo with a stack of Oreos for Android KitKat, like shaped like a KitKat bar. They were, they were whimsical. We enjoyed the fact that these things existed. And so when uh, visitors to the campus started like posting reviews on Google maps saying, Hey, what's the deal? We came to see the sculpture garden and get selfies and they're they're all gone. There was this worry that Google decided that they, that there was too much joy in this world that we need, that they needed to remove even this tall, this tiny, tiny little morsel of joy. But uh, I was going to say, to be fair, no employees have been there for two years. So they probably yeah. figured this is the time to get rid of these and clean them. They probably weren't expecting visitors. Right, exactly. Okay. They could, they could, you know, they could have, they could have left a little card. Technically, the campus is closed, folks. Okay. So true. maybe you shouldn't be going on, you know, well, but it is, okay, private but, corporate property, I'm just saying. Okay, but it's, it's, not, like, it's not like the Apple spaceship. Like, you don't, you, you can actually, it's, it's actually true. like build old, old school, like just buildings on streets. That, it is. And, yes, and this the sidewalk is, is public. Right, yes. Exactly. And, and <laughs> I, I think Google has done something very, very smart uh, by having, we, yeah, they know that people who, they're going to be a tourist destination for a certain group of people, no matter what. So you may as well give them a place to go. That will have a gift shop, maybe even a snack bar, cool things to take selfies with. So that Like they go, Apple HQ. Right. And uh, well, uh, well, I see that Apple's Apple's different. Like they don't they don't really have that. Like there is. Wait, wait, wait. Don't they have the Apple one at the original at the the old HQ? They had the, the store. There, they, they did. They did have the store. The thing is, like uh, you are being mon- you are being monitored. Like, toward, is it like going to a Scientology uh, screening? Well, kind, yeah, well, kind of. Like, okay, if you so you want to get a selfie, like, say, hey, look, I'm at the Apple campus. I'm at one, uh, you know, one infant loop, and you are being monitored all the time. So if you get there 
take a very, very hasty selfie and then keep moving. You're good. If you are there for, I'm not, I'm not talking about get, getting in costume, setting up lights. I'm talking about if you're hanging out there taking, cause you didn't get the selfie right. And so, Ooh, I do have this like little flashlight, like in my, in my pocket and I'm all doused in shadow, a, a, a beefy person in a black polo shirt with an Apple logo on it will come out in a very friendly way and ask what the hell you're doing and why you're lingering near the, near the excuse entrance. me, sir. Right, what exactly. are you doing? I'm imagining he's Austrian. Uh, <laughs> he's beefy. He is, uh, again, he is sub Germanic beefy. Yes. But basically that, that kind of friendly that says that there's going to be problems unless you give me answers that are somewhere within the categories of things that I'm hoping that you are going to tell me as opposed to things that I don't immediately understand. So, but yeah, so, uh, so, uh, uh, people started complaining or excuse me, noticing this, uh, and, uh, Android authority pointed out that, yeah, geez, they, they are gone. We don't know like what happened to it mm. and quote unnamed source unquote, uh, reached out to them to reassure a weary world that they've been removed so that they can be repaired and cleaned up quote, uh, according to the source, we removed the Android lawn statues from their prior location due to Google's planned redevelopment of the landing site in mountain view. Just as you said, uh, the source told us the statues are being repaired and held in storage until they find a new home in our mountain view campus and mm-hmm. uh but and f- see i don't i don't know if i like this next bit the source also said that um uh, the the android mascots are being redistributed across the google campus that the garden of this one big place that has like all of them again gambling and romping and playing like the smurfs in the smurf village is they're not gonna do that i hope not. that's whoever that source was was wrong okay i'm saying it right now. i don't even know who it was but they're wrong they can't do that why would you do that why would you what does a Google Cloud employee have to do with Android? Right. <laughs> Go away. No. <laughs> uh. I don't know. It would. I, I, I am looking forward to their new campus, though, because when I was there in 2019 covering Google I.O., I saw the skeleton of that building and I saw the, you know, they'll they'll put up the little billboard like, here's what's coming soon, you know, <laughs> and it looked pretty, whatever it is that they were designing it's it's always interesting to see like how these architects spruce up business parks yeah because that's like really what it is it's just a giant business park with trees and utility buildings <laughs> and it, and it's really tough because th- this is a place of business and so if you get you will get uh, nerd tourists coming around and so as much as you dislike it you kind of have to prepare for it uh like a, they're gonna you're gonna have to be ready for like uh, people wanting to go to get a picture of themselves in front of the Pixar entrance gate. And so, but it's a big, beautiful color, not colorful, but it's a big, beautiful like gate. No question that you, you are, you are at Pixar, even though you are like, if you're standing outside there, you are still a good. I actually haven't mile. done that. Uh, I haven't done that uh, journey to Pixar and Emeryville. Yeah. I've only done Google, but I have to say, I just want to add a little tidbit mm-hmm. about the, the Mountain View campus is that it, borders a pedestrian uh, and bike path that goes around the little bay that they have over there. So it's actually open to public use. The public can walk through Google HQ as it were. See, it's, it's, it's weird too. Like industrial light magic has that beautiful bronze statue of Yoda in a fountain, Mm -hmm. like uh, in front Mm -hmm. of the, in in front of the, uh, the the main studio. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the Presidio, right in front of the main mm-hmm. entrance. And I, I do know people inside ILM and I've been trying to get a direct answer about, uh, cause I, I, 
again, I know people inside ILM. I have gotten like the ILM tour a couple of times. And oh my God, if you know somebody who can give you a tour of ILM, <sighs> oh my God, it's wonderful. Um, and so uh, I, I assure you that both the eight, 10 and 14 year old versions of me were very, very proud of me and where they have led, where I've led their mm-hmm. lives. That mm-hmm. the fact that, oh, by the way, here's the original uh, Han, Solo, Han Solo frozen carbonite prop. Here, take a picture with it. Right. Oh, look, anyway. Uh, so, but, uh, so I've been trying to, but uh, it isn't, as you say, it's in the Presidio, which is technically an open park. If you go to ILM, it's not as though you have to go past a gate to get to that entrance. And there are footpaths that go like past the Yoda statue that appear to be public footpaths. And I kind of, I don't want to tell people that, well, uh, of course, this is a place of business. Don't go inside and like talk, talk, try to talk to the secretary or the receptionist or whatever. But yeah, you know, get, definitely get a self. If you're in San Francisco, that's a, make the pilgrimage, get your selfie in front of, uh, front of Yoda. But I don't, but I don't want to advise people to do that if like the, the opinion of ILM is that we're, place of business we really don't want people to just seek us out and even if they're staying outside our lives would be so much easier if people weren't going to be doing that. well then do it like a hollywood lot and make somebody yeah exactly you know you, you, man you have, the gate okay you have to, you have, to have a, I, i've always i always thought that that was part of the reason for the yoda statue what it, it is it is sort of like the tourist magnet so that if you come you can do something like we're, you're not you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to do keep everybody anybody from coming to that address but if they come there and they are simply told that oh well unfortunately no we don't give tours but by all means take your pictures outside at the (laughs) oh andy i'm just thinking about how fun it would be to do a little van tour with you through silicon valley through all the hqs (laughs) we we would (sighs) if if like if one of us like if if i had a cooking show like you'd be when we do like cook when we do like you know uh, San Francisco like you'd be the the local person who's showing me through like and then we took a tour through industrial light magic where where special effects wizards are creating fantasies tomorrow. Oh, that would be so fun! And then we could bring in Guy Fieri and he would cook for us. <laughs> That's what I've decided. That's how I'm going to structure that if I were to produce it. Incidentally, like before before we go, like uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be giving you like uh, places where you can uh, get in touch with us. But you can uh, sort of come in on a small debate that uh, Flo and I had at the very very beginning. Thanks to a typo, uh, the announcer slot on the show doc uh, listed uh, uh, Andy Low. Uh, and low, I think it was, uh, and I said, and, and and we were joking about well, the, like if we were, we were absolutely not a couple, but if we were if we no. were a couple and we were being covered by TMZ, a couple they would, name, yes. they would make right. And I said, well, that maybe that, but I, I think they would definitely go for floaty. Uh, for so many reasons, some of the harmonics, some of it, the word pictures that they could create. So if you have an opinion like on whether. <laughs> Well, see, see, that's 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 the thing. You think that jail? You, you think that uh, uh, all the Hollywood couples had uh, had Benifer. had. had a, Exactly, Benefer. That, you know, see, Jen. <laughs> okay, anyway, but yeah. Jen. So, 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 if you have Jenny, Jenny from the, she's just from the block. You know, she wants you to know that. So, yeah, if you have an opinion uh, on a portmanteau uh, for again in the alternate Please. universe in which we are a couple, uh, ah. by all means, uh, you can go to uh, relay.fm/slash/material where you'll find uh, email address. You can email us. You can also tweet at us at Material Podcast. Uh, if you go to uh, relay.fm/slash/material, you can also get our show notes, uh, the links to all the stuff we talked about, and also uh, should we also be selfish here and monetize? 
Yes, if you would like become a member of our show and subscribe to us and all of the other great shows here at Relay FM, you can go to relay.fm slash membership to find out more. You get all sorts of perks. And that includes an upcoming bonus episode from Andy and I, where we're finally going to talk about Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's time. It's time. We- I have two green iPhones here in my vicinity that I need <laughs> to talk through. They're... Th- Today they were just pinging at me, you know that little sound that, yeah. that the i you know the iPhone makes the do do do, and I'm just like, why? What is that? <laughs> oh, that's right. I cover iPhones now. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you can get access to that episode. All you have to do is become a member of Real FM, so you can find out more about that. And I feel like this is also a good time for us to shill our other wares. And so if you're interested about where else you can hear me, you can listen to me on the Gadgets podcast every single week on the gizmodo.com. <laughs> we don't have a podcast network, but I was going to make <laughs> up one and say it was. Um, Andy, are you doing radio this week? Uh, not this week, but you can go to uh, wgbhnews.org to listen to last week's show. Uh, and I'll be on next week, 1230 in the afternoon uh, on Friday. And this week, you can tweet Andy and ask him his opinions about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hmm. Anytime. Anytime. I, 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 He's uh, inviting you. I have a positive, positive feelings about it. Greatly, greatly positive feelings about it. Okay. Also, right. also, also, but let's just head one thing off. If any of you are going to bring up that stupid, like, millennial and post-millennial trope that, oh, oh, the problem with Raise the Last Ark is that Indiana Jones didn't actually do anything, that if he weren't there, that the results would have been exactly the same. You're wrong. You were provably wrong in so many ways. Uh, and just don't, don't even, don't, don't come at me with that. Ooh, is a, is a hot dog, a sandwich thing because you think you're clever. You're really not. You're just wrong. And remember how I early, you do, you know how earlier Indiana I was talking Jones about how bench. you want to, you want to be the person who says, you know what? I don't know what the, if they're going to be layoffs, I'll be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm honest with you. You're wrong. If you're just making that statement, that's all. Well, that's it from us this week until next week when we'll have more Google news to impart on you. Hopefully next week there's a little more uh, positivity in the air. But until then, we hope that you have a lovely and safe seven days. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a happy.